kommer inte vara det var. Jag vet, jag vet inte. Jag tror de har en ung som har angrepet och tagit liv av en lokal ungdom. Ultrafiken ska. Jag har jaktat detta hela mitt vuxna liv. En varg. En ulv. En varulv. Tro mig när jag säger att ni har med ett blodhörsigt odjur att göra som måste stoppas för smitten bredvid om sig. Blodslinjen måste kapas. Fy fan, sekretär har Har du rabis eller vad? Jag vet inte vad du tror att du håller på med här. En ung flicka är dräpt. Och du kommer hit och pratar om varulvar och vandrar historier. Varulven, ni har gåmelös här i Nybo. Det är ingen vandrahistorie. everybody and welcome to the latest episode of fresh cuts this is mike and joining me as always it's mr venom what's up venom greetings and salutations lycanthropes i'm doing pretty terrible how you doing mike <laughs> uh not doing too bad actually it's uh valentine's day that we're recording on but uh in our household we call it just another day so uh uh, all right. Well, joining us as well as always is Don and Ellie. What's up, Don? How are you? Hey, Detroit Float, a very here Yeah. What? It's I'd not like some sausage too. Hey, we haven't <laughs> done Norway yet, so bug off. <laughs> it's great to be here, guys. <laughs> Norway. All right. So, if that didn't give away what we're doing. Which it, it might not, because I don't know how many people are aware of this movie. It's it's on Netflix, which I guess if your uh, if your recommendations are lined up correctly, it might have showed up in your main screen. Um, if not, you would just have to search for this. But it is called Viking Wolf, and I think Don already mentioned a Norwegian, nor from Norway. Uh, uh, and let's see, the synopsis is. Dale uh, has just moved with her parents to a small town after her mother has a new job in the local police. After a student is killed brutally at a party that Dale attends, she becomes a key witness. Was this killer an animal? A wolf? <laughs> so, I mean, the title, I guess, like, if the title of the movie wasn't what it was, you could maybe call that a mini-spoiler. But I think the title pretty much tells you what uh, they're going for in this. Uh, more on that in a bit, but we will start with our general thoughts. Uh, Venom, what did you think of Viking Wolf? Um, I thought this movie was okay at best. Like, it, it's a very basic story. It's a basic werewolf story that we've seen a thousand times before. You know, an opening scene with a wolf attack. You know, one person gets killed. Uh, one of the survivors ends up getting scratched or bitten by the wolf and then for the rest of the movie it's just kind of like this character's slow transformation into said wolf um i i will say the performances were pretty good uh, nobody's performance took me out of the film 
Um, the, the biggest thing I'm going to knock this movie for is the wolf itself. Uh, unfortunately, the CGI is a little lacking in this film. I like the basic design of the wolf. Like, it's not a bipedal, um, you know, howling type wolf. It's it's definitely more, almost looks like a dire wolf from, um, uh, what was that, Game of Thrones? Uh, but just a kind of a disheveled dire wolf, you know, with blood all over its jowls and things like that. Um, so, yeah, the basic design I, I liked, but uh, it just in, in action, it, it just wasn't very convincing. You know, some of the CG blood splatter just, you know, took me out of it. And, you know, the ending ultimately is just incredibly basic. And like I said, I'm not saying the movie is bad. It's It's a well put together movie. It's just not something that I think is exceptional in any way. Like nothing about it really stuck out to me. I will. Um, and, and, well, I've already brought up the performances. I thought, I thought the score was really good. Um, there are moments where this score is legit creepy. And I thought that was pretty cool. Cinematography was fine. I mean, you know, it's it mostly takes place in a wooded area. So it's not really hard to get good cinematography when you've got nice locales like that. But. Overall, a, you know, a mildly fun movie that I would say is worth watching if you are a fan of werewolf films, but don't expect, you know, anything that's going to, you know, break the mold or, you know, change cinema in any way. It's just an okay werewolf movie that I would give a mild recommendation to. All right, let's go over to Don for your general thoughts on Viking Wolf. Yeah, I had a little bit more fun with this than Venom, um, than Venom uh, from the sounds of it. Um, I, I have really enjoyed a lot of uh, what goes on here. The uh, cultural integration that this does, um, integrate, you know, utilizing Viking folklore and mythology was kind of interesting and uh, something that a lot of uh, through a lot of the music I listened to kind of put together some ties that uh, I thought were pretty interesting. Um, I, I do like the um, the two central storylines here. Um, we have a mother daughter relationship, and it kind of ties into the rebellious teenager that you know either is because of her normal her normal teenage angst years, or it could be because she's transitioning into a werewolf. So it kind of plays a little on Ginger Snaps to a degree, um, not the way that Ginger Snaps did, but it kind of has like a, a similar setup there. And then we also have the the secondary storyline that I, I really found interesting and I kind of got into it a little bit more over, as time went on was a lot of the investigation into the the attacks that have been going on, all of the unnatural incidences and, you know, the, the way that every all of that comes together, I, I really enjoyed. And I, it kind of like kept my interest. I do agree that it is kind of basic in its general in its general format, it's not exactly all that exceptional, and it never really does anything really right. And that also includes its werewolf attack scenes, which I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna harp on that the most because it's not really all that spectacular. A uh, couple of the scenes here really could have been fun. Um, I mean, the sequence in the woods really could have uh, you know it been expanded a little bit more than what it is. And even though there's a major metropolitan attack at the very end, even that's not necessarily great. Um, it's fun for what it is, but it doesn't really go above and beyond. So some of that kind of keeps it down. Um, as you know, he said, the CGI doesn't really look that great. So it kind of, you know, it, it doesn't really stand out from the pack in terms of like the all time 
But for like a modern werewolf film, I enjoyed it enough a little bit more than from what he sounded like to be from from what he's what he said. But I, I'm still not going to, you know, say it's the second coming of the Howling or Dog Soldiers or even something like. Um, uh, oh, God. Um, why is my mind blanking on me? Um, the the werewolves at the folks home. No, the werewolves at oh. the old folks home. Late phases. Late phases. Yeah, but I don't know why my mind was blanking on me. I was going for like lycanthrope or like lycanthrope hotel for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> my, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, regardless, um, yeah, it, it's enjoyable for what it is. Will, will it, you know, appease hardcore werewolf fans? Probably not. But yeah, I mean, I, I've seen much worse than the genre. It, I, I can't say it's a year in contender or anything that's going to, you know, like change, like, you know, shock the genre or anything, but just as seen as a uh, Norwegian entry into the genre and seeing their local spin on it, I, I, I don't mind it. And uh, I'd love to see them tackle it one more time and, uh, you know, maybe see if they can fix, you know, some of the issues here, you know, put the wear off on screen a little bit more often, give it more to do. And, uh, you know, give us some really big action scenes. Cause this, looked like it was starting to go there but then it kind of just petered out so uh yeah uh, fun enough for what it is nothing spectacular but uh you know it, it a, a decent way to you know pass the time i guess yeah i gotta agree with don on the backstory i forgot to mention that in mine i do actually like this backstory i just finished playing god of war ragnarok so to actually hear that the original werewolf, the Hellhound, is actually the the son of Loki and Agraboda. Just, uh, just uh, my eyes opened up. Like, you know, they perked up, uh, you know, really quickly. But unfortunately, uh, the movie didn't live up to that legend. So, you know, but it was a great setup. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I agree with like stuff you guys both said. I, I think the the backstory and the setup is great. It's just, do they do enough with it? like for the rest of the movie um I, I think you know the decision to go with like a hundred percent cgi werewolf i mean there's there's a couple scenes where when it's dark or where the werewolf might just be like poking its snout or just head into the scene that you can get away with that but there's just too much where you know it, it the whole wolf is having an attack or just kind of out there in the in the normal lighting and it just man it's i wouldn't even call it like terrible cgi but it's just it doesn't matter it's just, it's just the fact that it's cgi it it's just very noticeable and kind of takes you out of it I, I think this feels like um if if i was trying to write a werewolf movie um and i needed help and i just went to like an ai an ai system and said werewolf movie like it would spit something like this out minus the backstory because i do think the the viking origin backstory was actually pretty cool um i just thought it was gonna set up a different movie than it did um yeah i agree i think with what venom said the the acting for the most part is fine uh, the characters are good uh i agree with don when he talked about I, it's funny because i didn't even think about it until like maybe 10 minutes before we were recording, but I had a little bit of a, 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 a reminder of Ginger Snaps with this. The, the, the problem is, or not the problem, but the difference is Ginger Snaps really leaned in 
to, you know, kind of like, like uh, young womanhood or puberty or the trials and tribulations of being a teenage girl in Ginger Snaps, where this one, I guess by the fact that it the feels more like teenager... It feels more like it's a design to generate conflict between them rather than it actually being a part of her burgeoning woman. Yeah, because we... Right, because we her character, we didn't really follow it the way we did with Ginger in that movie. And I understand that like there were, it wasn't trying to be Ginger Snaps, but I think because the teenage girl aspect, there was like the obvious comparison. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, it was an okay movie. Like I, I was fine with it, but I, I, you know, after that setup, I was hoping for more. I thought the opening attack was pretty cool. The way that went down. Um, and I don't know, from there, it was just kind of like a mid level movie, throughout the rest of it and uh you know i agree the attacks the the attack scenes left a little bit to be desired once in a while you would get like you know a severed limb flying or hitting a windshield or something to indicate that like someone's being ripped apart but they would really kind of went away from just just showing that which is i I know i mean maybe it had to do with cgi and was hard to make it be seen but I wish it would have done a little more with that, but like I said, not it's just kind of middle of the road uh, movie. Uh, you know, if you're a werewolf fanatic, check it out. Um, I, you know, I always say I kind of prefer the bipedal Wolfman version of werewolves, but I wasn't gonna hold it against it in the movie because you know I I do just like the werewolf straight up wolf. You know, when they're more just straight up wolves too, I I do like those as well. I just thought this one was just. All right, uh, and if they are planning to do something more with it, let's see if they can up the ante. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for my opening general thoughts. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Ginger Snaps uh, utilized lycanthropy as a form of of this young girl's burgeoning sexuality. Mm-hmm. Just, it's masterful. This movie doesn't really, I mean, just because it's a girl, I knew that we were going to get Ginger Snaps comparisons, but ultimately, these two movies are about as far apart from each other as they can be, Ginger Wolf, uh, Ginger Snaps, excuse me, and Viking Wolf. Um, both well-made movies, but Ginger Snaps has so much more under the, under the surface than this movie did that it, ju- it just makes it something that I can return to almost annually and, and enjoy yeah. it. And, and I only watched Ginger Snaps for the first time, like maybe four or five years ago. Like I had missed the boat on that one the first time. I and mean, I watched it for an October uh, watch uh, either last year or the year before, maybe three years ago. But I, yeah, that, that movie just, it, it's a goddamn masterpiece compared to this thing. And not to take anything away from Viking Wolf, because I've already said there are a lot of positives to be had with this film, but um, you know, I am a werewolf fan. I love werewolf films and I, I tend to expect a little bit too much from my werewolf movies sometimes. And this one just didn't quite have enough for me. Yeah. Like, uh, like Don said, like, um, this one, it felt like the fact that t- the teenage girl, uh, was, uh, the werewolf or a werewolf, it felt like more just to add to like the teen angst factor where, where ginger snaps it, you know, it was a well-crafted intricate story and the allegory was there for burgeoning womanhood and sexuality and all that. And this one, it didn't really go that deep. It was just more like, Hey, it's an angsty teenager. And now she's more angsty and has fangs. 
I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and she got ugly really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like, man, uh, when it comes to CGI, like I said, like I said, most of my piece on it, but I don't know. There's nothing that I kind of roll my eyes more than than a, like a CGI transformation because it's just like, eh, like I understand you don't have the budget to like do the you know an American Werewolf in London level thing. Of course not. I'm not expecting that, but it. Can you do like a little bit, like maybe just ears or face or or something like that's not CGI, but I guess not. Well, there's one that I I've never seen anybody utilize ever since, and it's it's a classic one that I I don't see many people talking about, and it's Werewolf in London, where they utilize like a passing like he passes behind an object, and it looks like there's like a little bit more like on the the body like it's it's changed a little bit more like he passes like like a pillar or a column or like a lamppost or something and you know you see him on you see him on the one side and then he passes behind it and he looks like a little bit more wolfen and then he passes another one and it's like it changes even more yeah, so it, yeah. it's like you you get like a gradual change i mean even something like that where you, you know you're not like technically seeing it but you're still seeing something happen uh, I, I I still haven't seen many that have tried to utilize that kind of a tactic with uh, transformations. Yeah, you could uh, you could definitely do like you know make your quick edit cuts where you just show her in a few different stages where she's still human but like is starting to look wolf. And then if you have to go CGI for like the final stages, okay, I understand. But at least give us like a couple shots of her like almost like you know a quarter of a ways there in like just actual practical makeup or something that would, that would have been nice. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much of a fan I am too, of the slow transformation. You know what I mean? I like, I, I, I I'm a bigger fan of just, you know, the full moon comes out and boom, they do a full trans, you know, a full transformation, whether they go back to human or not is, you know, not really the point, but the, the slow transformation, you know, you would think, that they were using that specifically because they didn't have, you know, a, a, a CG budget or a practical effects budget to make it worthwhile. So the first bit of transformation where, you know, after she attacks someone, we see her face and like her brow is like suddenly Neanderthal looking and her nose is widened. And like I, that stuff was pretty cool. But I think all in all, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of just Wolf. Uh, the full moon comes out, full transformation. Bam. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of the original Wolfman, which is the formula that it used. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for here. Oh, the classic. Yeah, I know. It's it's unfair to compare this movie to stuff like The Wolfman, Werewolf in London, and Ginger Snaps. But ultimately, if you're going to make a werewolf movie, it, it, there's going to be comparisons. But like I said, it, it's a valiant effort. The movie isn't bad. It's definitely not bad. It's just it, it it's definitely lacking in certain aspects of it. I also thought the ending was a little, I don't know, I don't want to say lackluster, but just, ah, ah, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say with the ending, but uh, maybe it'll come to me before we get to the uh, walkthrough. <laughs> no, I agree, because I know what the ending was alluding to, but at the same time, when you think about it, it's like, well, wouldn't more people have had access to do what she what what I think they're trying to say she didn't do like okay but there's other people that could have done it right <laughs> um but yeah we can get into that in spoilers if, if we're thinking the same thing but um yeah I, I think that's good for me for general thoughts 
All right. Yeah. Um, first of all, folks, please bear with me. I am incredibly sick today, and I've I've been sick since I watched the movie, so I've basically done nothing but slept since I watched the movie after the Super Bowl, so uh, bear with me. And then if I do forget anything, Mike and Don, of course, plug in the uh, – if, if I miss anything important, by all means, plug it in. But ultimately, it's a fairly basic story, as we said earlier. You know, our movie opens up with a cold open – showing us some Norse Vikings uh, breaking into a monastery, taking over the monastery. There is a, like a prison or a dungeon uh, in the basement. One of the, the last remaining monks is begging them not to open it because there's evil back there. Of course, the Vikings don't listen. They break in and they pull out what's actually an adorable looking wolf. He, he's, he's not full size by any stretch. But then, you know, the narration lets us know that this is the Hellhound, the Hound of Hell, which is um, Loki and Abragoda's, uh, Agraboda, excuse me, uh, their first child. And yeah, if you think it's weird that two people would have a werewolf child, then start reading some Norse mythology, my friends, because there's some interesting shit going on there. All right. So after our cold open, um, we don't have to wait very long. We get a quick wolf attack at a party out in the woods. Um uh, three people are involved in the attack. A girl named uh, Ellen or Aline, however you pronounce it. She is unfortunately killed. Uh, these are all teenagers, too, by the way. Uh, excuse me. If I disappear for a few seconds here and there, it's me coughing. So just bear with me. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, what do we got here? The guy, um, I did like how Tal had two different colored eyes. I thought that was kind of cool. Very common in uh, the lycanthrope area or, you know, with uh, wolves, things like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Very different colored eyes, too. Like uh, one deep brown and one almost aquamarine blue. So I thought that was kind of a cool effect. And then obviously it, it's kind of, it lets you know when you see her fully transformed, we see the two different color eyes. So, you know, it's her. There's no question at all. So, like I said, back to the attack. Um, Ellen is killed. Uh, there is a boy at the party. I think his name is William. I thought he had gotten attacked as well because he was covered in blood, but apparently he didn't get bitten or scratched. But our friend Tall does get a scratch on her shoulder. It looks more like a scratch than a bite, but, you know, in, in some mythologies, a scratch is good enough. So... And then the movie just, you know, goes pretty much where you think it would go. You know, it starts out with hallucinations. She starts seeing things. Um, we see this this series of hallucinations that she has where she's floating over water. And every time we see a new one, she's covered more and more in blood. Um, I guess kind of symbolizing her transformation to, you know, animalistic as opposed to, you know, being a human. Um and like I said, all through the movie, I was confused because I thought William was attacked, too. So the fact that he wasn't having the hallucinations, I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? Did he not get attacked? But apparently it was just Ellen's blood that he had all over him. He he did not get attacked. Though he does eventually get attacked by Tal. Um, uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, th th there are feelings between uh, Tal and William, and eventually they get a little hot and heavy. Uh, we see the full moon rise in the sky, and we see Tall uh, start to transform. Not really like a full-on transformation, but just like 
you know, we, 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 she she rides a little bit, blah, blah, blah. She ends up passing out. The scene goes black when we, you know, when, when the scene comes back up, she's laying on the ground. She now has like the, the, the first stage of transformation on her face. Like I was saying, the Neanderthal brow and the, uh, the widened nose and her mouth is covered in blood. So I think we can all guess uh, William's fate after that. Oh, let's see what else. Um, and then after this, we actually do get to see the wolf in the first full on attack scene from the wolf again. Nothing too special. It's a pretty cool wolf design, but the the the, the lacking CGI does kind of tend to bring it down a little bit. So there's not really much going on there. They do eventually kill the original wolf. Um, there is a werewolf hunter in the movie that kind of comes into town uh, claiming that there is a werewolf in their town. Of course, Tall's mother, Liv, who is the town sheriff, does not believe this guy. You know, they, they've got a series of attacks, animal attacks, they believe, to the point where they even find a claw. And then they bring in the world's youngest uh, animal expert. Uh, I mean, this, this guy looks like he's 21 and somehow he is an expert veterinarian. So there you go. He's the one who's able to do the DNA test on the claw, realizes that it is a wolf, but that it's way too big to be a normal wolf that would be found in the general area. Later in the film, he does uh, make the realization that there's human DNA in the claw. But by this point, I think the sheriff had pretty much already kind of come to terms with the fact that this actually is a werewolf. Um when the sheriff and the werewolf do eventually have a confrontation, the sheriff ends up emptying her clip of regular lead bullets into the werewolf with very little um, effect. But then she remembers that the werewolf hunter put a box of silver bullets in her um, jacket pocket. She pulls out those bullets. She loads one into the chamber, shoots the wolf, and it's dead almost instantly. Um, you know, we get the autopsy of the werewolf where they show that all the lead bullets that went into it didn't really hurt it, but that the one silver bullet was the one that actually did the job. Um, oh, let's see. We do eventually get a mild transformation from Tall, but it's, you know, as I said, it's kind of it's CG and it's it's rather unimpressive. Um, you know, cause at this point, I'm I'm very involved in the movie. I'm digging the story, but it's like every time we see the wolf, it just kind of takes me out of it and doesn't really do a whole a whole lot. Eventually, oh, and then Tall does have a younger sister, which I forgot to mention. Eventually, we do have that you know confrontation between Tall as a werewolf and her younger sister. Um. The younger sister is deaf, so she speaks in sign language, and apparently Tall as a werewolf did recognize her sister by the sign language that she was doing, so obviously, you know, she uh, she kind of relents, doesn't attack her sister, but then, of course, um, the eventually the werewolf does end up killing the werewolf hunter. Um, let's see... Uh, and then we have uh, basically, I'm skipping ahead, obviously, but uh, we basically have our final confrontation between uh, Tall and her mother, Liv, the sheriff. Um, at this point, Liv has uh, come to terms with the fact that it is her daughter that is turning into this werewolf because her daughter's been missing for a couple of days at this point and the attacks are continuing. 
this is the part where our, you know, uh, animal expert says that he's finding human DNA. And that's when uh, the mom is like, shit, I think it's my daughter. I think tall is the werewolf. They end up having a confrontation. Um, the the animal expert does ba- bring a gigantic tranquilizer gun, a tranquilizer rifle. This thing is monstrous. And um, he shoots tall as a werewolf once. And it, it does a little bit of an effect, but not much. She is able to get her footing back and continue her attack. But then later on, just as Tall is about to make her final attack on her mother, she's basically on top of her, about to basically bite the shit out of her. The uh, veterinarian shoots another dart into Tall, and the second one works. It knocks her out. Uh, What we see then, and by the way, during the attack, uh, uh, the sheriff is bitten on the arm multiple times. Like, she's basically using her arm as a shield, and Tall is just biting the shit out of it. Eventually, we do see um, Mom and uh, Tal still as a werewolf in the hospital, the the wolf, or the veterinarian, I guess, veterinary hospital. Um, the wolf is sedated, obviously, and Mom basically makes the decision to kind of just end Tal's life. So she pulls out her gun, loads another silver bullet. We don't actually hear the shot. We see Mom aim the gun to, at her, and then the scene just goes to black. So obviously we can assume that she killed her daughter. Um, And then the final scene is basically Liv back at home um, about to lay down in her bed. And I, she pulls out one silver bullet and just puts it on her dresser. Uh, I'm assuming that she's saving that bullet for herself because if her arm legitimately was bitten, which like I said, uh, the werewolf bit the shit out of it, then she probably knows what's coming. Unfortunately, you know, um, that's that's going to leave the deaf younger sister basically with no one. So it, it is kind of a very sad ending. But I guess, you know, it's up for interpretation if she's saving the bullet for herself, if she's saving the bullet for an inevitable future attack, whatever the case may be. But there you go. And that, my friends, is the incredibly shortened version of Viking <laughs> Wolf. Again, I apologize. I, I'm I, I feel myself slipping already. I thought the. I was also like curious if the one bullet left was trying to say that she couldn't go through with shooting her daughter. Um, no, I, I, I'm with Venom on this one. I, I, I think it's just her setting it aside for her. I, 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 because remember when she's in the, she's on the ground after the the car crashes into the at, at the finale when they're they're crashed in the hideaway the mm-hmm. so wolf like viciously is like grabbing at her and it 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 i i mean i couldn't tell but it looked like it either had her arm in its jaws or it was like scratching her arm or her shoulder and it looks very clearly like she got that you know the oh it got definitely the got her yeah yeah i remember yeah that. so i'm saying that to me it was always she's setting that aside for her like that's her personal silver bullet if she, i i, I don't do know about it. you but what I'm saying is that she's setting it aside. I, I mean, that's. I mean, for me, I, I'm with Venom. I, I I side with him on this. Oh yeah, I wasn't even 100 percent either way. I was just curious because I thought like all those scenarios, as the credits were rolling, like either either it was for her or maybe it was there because she it was supposed to represent the the shoot the shooting of her daughter that she couldn't do or yeah like you guys said um 
because yeah, they kind of the way the scene in the hospital kind of played out. It's like I understand like not showing it, but usually even if a scene fades to black, you'll get like the noise of the bullet or the of the shot, like the gun going off, just to indicate it actually did happen. But since the scene kind of cut before we even got that, and but that was what I was saying. Like it, it still wouldn't make sense because if if the wolf sedated in like a I don't know if it's a hospital or that or a veterinary like facility. There's going to be other people that could be around. That would be like, okay, well I'll just do it if she couldn't do it because I don't know how many other people would be happy with like, oh yeah, we're just going to let this werewolf teenager go, you know? Also, it's escape on its own maybe yeah. when it when it regot its energy for a Viking wolf to mom and daughter or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Hell, it, it, it might be better. <laughs> Don, do you not, can you pronounce the original title? Viking... Viking Viking Olven. Viking Olven. Yeah. Yeah. In the werewolf... That's always like, I guess, depending on the movie... They every movie's gonna have its own lore where like this one recognized the deaf sister and didn't attack her. Where like it seems like a, something like American Werewolf in London, even if you kind of recognize it, it might temporarily hold it back, but it's still gonna attack anyway. It, did, it, it didn't really look like it was really like that put off by her. I mean, it's been ages since I've seen it. Like thinking about it specifically, it's not like it like spe- he specifically stopped. It looked like he was like preparing to attack, and it was just like setting himself up for the easy kill, and then he just got stopped by the other police. I mean, I, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I, I don't remember specifically, but I I always thought he looked like he recognized her and was going in for an easy meal and then just got taken down before he could. But, I mean, yeah. like I said, it, it's been it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my interpretation that she she thought she could like reason with David and yeah it wasn't gonna turn out her way, but then they ended up shooting it. <laughs> yeah, they they before. shot him before he could make his mind up. Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't have a whole lot more. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't like a whole lot of story to like break down with this one. Mm-hmm. It was just, like I said, it was kind of like your, your basic like story for what you need for a werewolf movie. Um, but like, I'll reiterate, I mean, like I really like the Viking background stuff. I just wish it would have like yeah. le or leaked more into the rest of the story somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been really cool if they did some research maybe and, you know, found the lore and, I don't know. If, it, it the, if they would have, if they would have used that during the investigation to figure out what's causing it, and then they stumble upon this, instead of getting it as a backstory, maybe we get it like the prologue. You know, maybe cut that out, save a few minutes, and then use that as like their investigation into like these strange incidents, and saying, you know, okay, well, this is you know like tied into the werewolves and how they arrive from Norway, and we get the story from here about you know like you know you know the werewolves of you know viking lore like we get it in that perspective and not necessarily get it as a prologue but get it as like the explanation for there being wolves in the country and that being the potential cause for yep agree with all that <laughs> all right well 
Uh, if there's no further things to say, uh, I guess the full moon is setting. So we'll uh, go ahead and close out this episode with uh, letting people know where else they can hear us. Uh, Venom, I'll start with you. Uh, let's see. Creature Comforts episode 15 is recorded, but I'm still editing it. But the way I feel, it's not going to be edited anytime soon. So I actually start a vacation later this week. Uh, so, of course, it was destined that I would get sick right before it. So um, but that'll be out sooner than later, I hope. Let's see. Uh, Crystal Lake Gift Shop episode three is out there um, with, once again, our returning special guest, Lacey Liu, as we looked at episode three of the Friday the 13th series from 1987. Uh, that episode was called uh, Cupid's Quiver. And uh, the main show, unfortunately, uh, got postponed uh, <laughs> There's just a whole lot of shit going on in my life right now between a three-day company meeting last week and then getting sick this week. Um, our uh, The main show, episode 50, was postponed again. Hopefully, I will not have to postpone it again. I really hope to feel better by, well, I got three days to get a little bit better because that, that's, that's obviously a much longer show. And if I feel the way I do now that day, I don't think I'm going to record. This is a nice short show, so I don't mind taken one for the team if you will but uh we'll have to see so yeah that's probably it for me guys all right i'll kick it over to don what do you have new out yeah um i mean he mentioned it uh episode 15 of creature comfort should be available sooner rather than later uh the latest episode of uh, the horror countdown is available i have a i had a, a friend of mine join me to look at the top 10 from the last 10 years and we specifically set it up to where it's 2012 to 2022 so it was kind of a fun to uh you know use the parameters and you know just like you know limit ourselves to just those uh those particular 10 years. So um, go ahead and check that one out. And I can say um, one of the guest spots I've been hoping for um, is uh, about ready to record. Uh, this is going to be one with, um, it's a new show that I, I know not many will probably be familiar with, but um, I, I have been wanting to do this one for a while. And it's a show with a uh, friend in Scotland who does uh, the Road to Nowhere podcast. And uh, we're going to be doing a triple bill of films from Lucio Fulci. Um, these are not going to be in-depth things. This is just, you know, like a, a general overview of uh, stuff. So it's not like, you know, I'm going to be spending like, you know, three, four hours discussing it. But uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Don't Torture a Duckling, Zombie, and City of the Living Dead. So... Uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, I need much influence or inspiration to talk about those. So um, we're going to have a fun time with that one. It should be recorded this week, um, the week that you hear this. Uh, so maybe when you hear this, it will have uh, been recorded. I, I, I don't know the turnaround on release dates, though. So I'll probably be bringing that up for another couple of weeks until it actually is out or when it gets out. But uh yeah, yeah, that you know, it should be uh, available soon enough that uh, you you know you'll be able to find it pretty easily. But uh, that's pretty much all I have on my end. Uh, still waiting on a few things uh, to fall in line, but um, I, I I think that's it for now. All right, 
And as far as I go, I don't really have much at all. Uh, Venom already mentioned that episode 50 got postponed, so possibly we'll be recording it this Friday. Um, luckily, the if, if we record this Friday, then the postponement will be uh, short enough to where I don't really have to rewatch everything. I mean, one, because I watched them to prep last week, and two, because it's like uh, the theme is like our favorites. These are movies I have seen like <laughs> many, many times before as well. So that always helps. Um, so that potentially is coming soon. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's just mostly uh, the main or fresh cuts right now. Speaking of which, um, uh, are we on a theatrical release week? Are you guys? I don't think so. Next week is Cocaine Bear, the twenty fourth. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. It's. I don't think there's anything this week now. I mean, yeah. I'm going to see um, the the Winnie the Pooh horror movie tomorrow. It's a it's a one night screener out here, so I'm not sure if that's a possibility. But I'm not sure when its official release date is. Now, Venom, you did see two movies in the theater, uh, and Ugh. you weren't a fan of either one of them. <laughs> No, God damn it. That's probably what made me sick is sitting in the theater for two movies on Saturday and they were both, I don't want to say garbage. Neither one of them were garbage, but just, yeah. Uh, what did I watch? Uh, Consecration, which, you know, obviously it's religious horror. Um, it just, you know, the, the story wasn't very good and, you know, uh, it, it kind of relied on a lot of classic tropes and blah, blah, blah. It just didn't do a whole lot for me. And then the first movie was, oh, she came from the woods. Um, that one's a little bit more fun. Like, I think Don would really like that one. It's, you know, it's got some decent gore. Um, it didn't really work for me just because of the stupid characters and the, um, you know, it, it's a it's a summer camp uh, horror movie. Um I'd say that one was probably the better movie of the weekend for me, but yeah, um, not exactly happy with my theatrical fare this week. Cool. Yeah. If, if we end up recording the main show, we can get into, well, at least uh, she came from the woods. Cause I did see that one. I, I originally was planning to try to fit them in both, but um, just time crunch and I had to pick one and <laughs> making my decision consecration was like sitting so low at rotten tomatoes i was like well i'll go with the other one so um maybe we'll get a chance to speak a little more on those but uh yeah so we'll be picking something on vod there's like i gotta say there's been a ton of releases this early year so far or this early in the year so far so we have like a ton to choose from um if I'll see if I have I I would assume I'm getting some type of screener for that Winnie the Pooh movie. It's just is it enough to where I can plan around you know a trip to the theater where it doesn't have to be like oh see it this night or it's gone. Um, if I get like a, at least like a full weekend of showings or maybe like a, a three day period, I'll try to get out there to see it. But if not, then you know we'll just figure out something out on VOD. Yeah, I don't think it's getting an official release because uh, it's only the one day out here. Um, it, okay. it is playing at AMC's, uh, but it's just it's just on Wednesday because because I would have rather seen it on the weekend myself. But um, yeah, it looks like it's a one day thing. But usually with those one day things, the VOD release is like very close behind. So who knows? Maybe it'll hit VOD this weekend and we can do it anyway. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Sometimes they it's like a special event one night and then releases like that Friday on VOD or something. Cool. 
All right. Well, yeah, with that said, thank you, everybody, for listening to the latest episode of First Cuts. We will catch you next week with a new episode. So until then, let's say bye to the listeners. Brutarsk Black Metal. (laughs) Uh, Somebody kill me. (laughs) (laughs) With a silver bullet. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>